Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday, November 5th. <clears throat> Hope your week has gone well and looking forward to a great weekend. We uh, ended up with a, well, I guess you call it a mixed bag, just a tinge of red on the Dow. Everything else was green yesterday. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us up here next. But before we go to Dave, let me just remind you that we want to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of through our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design visit, where we'll help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Hey, with that, we've got Dave up next. Point seven Light FM, you do down the dirts. Morning, Dave. We're at 841 here, 19 now before 9. Time to check in on your money and see how... The stocks are treating you this morning. Well, yesterday was, you'd have to call it a mixed bag, but still two out of three of the major indexes set new records, so I'm not going to complain about it. Let's go down and see what kind of humor Philip Statler is in from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm in pretty good humor. It's the the Friday, so it's... uh... It's a good day, other than being a little rainy and and dark outside. It's uh, you know it's Friday. What more can you say? Tomorrow's the weekend. Oh yeah, it's going to be windy but dry for the morning hours. So I'm going to get in my golf and see if I can figure out how to hit it low because I get a sneaking hunch I'm going to need to. Uh, setting the table for the morning, uh, the Dow did lose 33 points yesterday. Oh shucks, we didn't set a new record, but the Standard and Poor's and the Nasdaq both set new records. Nasdaq exchange was up 129 points. That's almost two thirds of a percent. So uh, we're going to be past 16,000 on Nasdaq maybe by the end of the day today the way things are looking you're right as the things are looking today it could easily pop over that so um you know those numbers new you know some new records on a couple of the indexes and and we just continue to move up as one headline said uh, we're melting up instead of down um, <laughs> yeah. i'm not a bad term for it either is it uh, we start the morning out with the uh, with the macro reports out of the government, and the big news of this week being the first week of the month is the unemployment figure. And uh, well, let's let's first of all let's mention the top line number. The unemployment rate in the country officially went down for last month to four point six percent. That was a little bit of a decrease in the 4.7 they expected, and 4.8 was what we had last month. But, wow, the job report for this week, they show 531,000 new non-farm payroll jobs last month. They were expecting 80,000 less than that. That's only about half the story because they changed August and September's numbers up, too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And so those are some good, that's, that's some good indications, Dave. I'm excited to see that we're starting to see some pickup in jobs because we need it, let's face it. Um, and hopefully it's filtering down to the jobs that we, we need people in, truck drivers, restaurant workers, and, 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 and the likes of that. So, but um, it's good news and uh, we'll continue. The stocks are liking it this morning for sure. I believe that. The interesting juxtaposition, I don't get this every single unemployment report that comes out, but 531,000 total non-farm jobs created during the month. Private sector, and this is kind of interesting for a guy that likes smaller government, private sector jobs were up by 604,000, meaning we actually 
shed a few government employees and got them into the private sector for a decent job gain, and the bulk of the job gain, actually more than the total, was in the private sector, which indicates the business community is uh, looking a little bit more optimistic than I frankly expected it to. Well, that's good. That's good news. I'm glad to see that. Uh, it's the issue is probably the wrong government employees are, are no longer in their jobs, right? That's the problem. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, the ones we elect, we're stuck with until the next election term. Uh, labor force participation rate just a little bit under what was expected, same as last month. 61.6% of the labor force is participating in the work world. And I, I kind of saw an interesting piece on the news we were talking about it before we went on the air. The number of long COVID cases, people that still are stuck with the brain fog, the cough, the muscle aches and everything after going through COVID, I was surprised that number counts in the millions. And I didn't realize there were that many people out there that have the long COVID syndrome. Yeah, I, I am too, because I can tell you, I, I don't know anybody um, that's in that situation. So to not know somebody and that number be that big, um, I, I'm just not, uh, I, I'm just going to say I'm not 100% sold on what that number is. I don't know whether it's a real number or not. I happen to know a couple of long COVID cases that have hit friends, but so I know it exists. I just, uh, I'm as shell shocked as you are at the number counting in the uh, counting in the seven digit range. But that might very well, in, at least in in terms of tenths of a percent, affect our labor force participation rate if we got a lot more people uh, affected by the bug long term than we honestly expected it to be. Oh, that, that's true. That's right. If we have more people affected than than we anticipated, then obviously um, they're having issues getting back to work because of that. So that could be, I mean, it could be one of the one of the indicators or one of the things that's causing these numbers to to be what they are. Yeah, one of the factors, I'm still measuring it in tenths of a percent numbers, but at the very least, I've got a new, uh, at least, indication that's worth looking at and worth watching, and I'm going to do a little bit of research on that over the weekend as time goes on. Earnings season continues, and uh, there's kind of a sea change in the way we're exercising, I gather. Peloton's not the golden boy and girl that it used to be, huh? <laughs> no, it really isn't, Dave. I will have to say <clears throat> that they had a dismal quarter um, they they um, were expected um, to lose a, about a dollar seven a share. They lost a dollar twenty one, which doesn't sound like that big of a difference, but but that's a pretty good size difference. And their revenue fell short of expectations as well. Um, and and this has got to be probably the biggest killer of all. They slashed their full year sales forecast by a billion dollars. Well, that's kind of a trifecta of bad news, isn't it? It is. And so just to add, you know, insult to injury, they're trading down today, 32.5%. Dave, now I'm going to tell you, their 52-week high as of, I mean, 52-week low as of yesterday was $80. If it opened up right now, it would open up at $58 a share. Holy crud. That was the company that uh, killed a couple of kids with their treadmills, too, weren't they? Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. Yep. They didn't handle that crisis particularly well. i got to believe that probably contributes a little bit to their sales slump. It, it, it could. I mean, the, and the other thing is, is they're getting competition, right? There's other people making um, uh, stationary bikes with the same type of of um, classes and stuff that you can, you know, get onto from a Wi-Fi standpoint. Um, so, so they're getting some more competition now, 
And so that could be weighing on it because the competition is coming in at a lower price point. Absolutely. Market gets fragmented. That always takes the first guy out as a rule. Any other indications we got? There's quite a few, uh, quite a few household name stocks that I know are reporting. There are. So let's just shift gears and go to the travel industry because uh, we, we're always excited when travel picks back up based on what we've seen the last year and a half, two years. And so we had Expedia, Airbnb, and Uber report. And I know Uber's not really a, a travel uh, company, but they are they do benefit when people are traveling more because instead of getting a taxi or renting a car, people will use Uber. I mean, I know uh, Joyce and I use Uber quite a bit when we were on vacation, especially downtown San Francisco. Who wants to have a car down there? So um, Uber, uh, they had their first uh, profitable quarter. Um, so that's, that's a good thing for them on an adjusted basis anyway. Um, so that, that was good. They, uh, their revenue was, uh, ahead of expectations. They're benefiting still from the, um, food delivery services are, are good news for them. Now they're trading up 2%. That's interesting, given the fact that if I remember correctly, a couple of days ago, Uber's primary competitor, Lyft, had an off report, didn't they? Um, they, they, they had a couple of their, um, I think one of their, uh, key things was off a little bit. Yeah, I remember that they lost some the other day when they reported. So Uber doing well and Lyft doing well, uh, doing new, doing not as well. It sounds like it's becoming kind of a zero sum game in that subsector. I'm sure. I'm sure. And so then we had Expedia and Airbnb Expedia, um, man, they, they hit it out of the park. They're expected to earn a dollar 65. They earned a little over $3 and 50 cents a share um, revenue ahead of expectations, benefiting from surge and demand. Everybody's tired of staying home. And so they're getting out every opportunity they get. And so they are, uh, they're trading up huge this morning, up 14.3% right now. <laughs> get out of the house fast while the virus is down. That's right. Exactly. And then we got Airbnb. Um, mm -hmm. same thing. They had, um, sales and earnings, both uh, ahead of expectations. Um, they were, uh, expected to earn like 75 cents a share. They earned a dollar 22 a share. So, so good news. They're seeing uh, reservations for their holiday season, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, um, really going gangbusters. So, uh, good news for them. They're up about four and three quarters percent this morning. You're just full of merry sunshine this morning. You know, it, it is a mixed bag. I'm going to give you one more piece of good news, Dave. Now, this okay. is not an earnings report, but this one caught my attention. I think it's relevant to talk about. Pfizer, headline yeah. news this morning is they have an experimental COVID-19 antiviral pill, which is somewhat related, I believe, to their AIDS, uh, HIV virus, antivirus pill. Um, and they have done testing, and they have found that um, they're having a 90% response rate of keeping folks that have, have um, COVID out of the hospital, and which means they're not dying. So that's um, some good news for Pfizer. They're trading up almost 11% this morning. That's, yeah, that, and that knee in their curve went up about the time they announced it this morning, a couple of hours ago. It was on our top of the hour news, and that 90% rate is better than the Merck pills, 80% rate they're reporting, too. So that could be a world beater for them. 
It really could. So I, I thought that was some good news coming out there. Hey, we're hearing a lot about this company too, DraftKings. I don't know yes. if you listen to the news, but uh, you know the whole gambling thing is in an uproar right now over online uh, gambling. So, and that's one of DraftKings' main things is uh, sports betting and being able to do it online. And so they uh, they came in with a wider than expected loss, and they missed on revenue. So they, they had two strikes against them uh, going into the earnings season. It looks like. And so they're trading down today, uh, 4.3%. Too many people bet on underdogs and one, I guess, huh? I'm not, I guess. I, I, I <laughs> guess maybe because they're fighting, too, with the, with the Indian tribe about here in Florida. So that could be part yeah, of it. We got that uh, war going on. Time for one more. All right. So let's look at one more. Where do we want to go? How about we look at Pinterest? Yeah. Pinterest came in five cents ahead of expectations um, they, because they, they gave some negative guidance kind of out there a little while ago. Um, they came in at 28 cents a share. They said that they're having a, a, a really good quarter revenue ahead of forecast. They're predicting an upbeat current quarter even. Um, spending more for holidays and that type of thing. So people are putting more ads out there. Pinterest is trading up today 2.6%. Good. I'm always, I always happy. I'm always happy to see good news dominating our reports on a day. Uh, setting the table again, kind of mixed yesterday. New records on the Standard and Poor's and Nasdaq. Dow had a little bit of a loss, but only 33 points in the context of 36,100. That's basically a flat day. 45 minutes before we open this morning, how are we doing? Dave, I'm going to tell you, we got we got a lot of green ink on the index side of things. The Dow is up. Four tenths of a percent. That's almost $150. The S&P 500 is up a little over four tenths of a percent. Uh, that's up $21. And the NASDAQ is up about uh, almost a third of a percent, not quite, up $43. So everything's looking good there. Small caps, the big winner though, Dave, up 1.3% or $30 on the Russell uh, 2000. So good news there. You know, uh, silver and gold are both retreating just a little bit. Silver's down a quarter of a percent. Gold's down a tenth of a percent. Dave, I'm not sure what happened to gold. Uh, what happened to uh, crude oil yesterday? But uh, it closed down significantly. Uh, I, it must have been down below seventy-eight dollars yesterday when it closed, because it's up one point two five percent right now, and it still isn't at eighty. It's at seventy-nine dollars and seventy-seven cents a barrel right now. I was looking at that because I hadn't watched the oil futures during the day. And when I saw a plus number and a price under $80 on my sheet this morning, I was wondering what was going on. Be kind of nice to say it stay there for a little while, but I'm not going to hold out a lot of hope, are you? Mm -mm. Not at all. <laughs> Overseas markets, Asian rim markets, were generally off at the close at 6 a.m. this morning. Europe is looking at our futures and our reports and saying, hey, cool, they're all up basically between a quarter and a half a percent. Guidance for a retirement account that you can count on is really important. I get that from people like you, Philip. How do, you find you, how do I find you for an appointment? Dave, you know, one of the things that's so important right now with all the volatility is folks having a plan. We put together our core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. If you're 55, 60 years old, that becomes more and more important for you. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Uh, check out our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend 
for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, and now streaming on, what is it, 95.3 FM, right? You got it. I'm, yeah, wow. we had a weekend gig open. You got these frequencies down pat. Wow. <laughs> Have a great weekend, my friend, and I'll see you Monday, all right? All right, man. Hey, I'll see you Monday, and it'll be a brighter day on Monday because we get a little extra sleep this weekend. Absolutely. Thank you, Philip. It's 105.7 Light FM and Phil and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. From the pitch. Swing at the little. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you've had a great week. Have some downtime this weekend, and I look forward to speaking to you again on Monday. Until then, bye now.